Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 263. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hello. Hey, that's me. Welcome. Hi. How are you doing today? Good. Good. Got myself some Taco Bell. Uh, what did you get at the Bell? Normally I get a Mexican pizza because they're back and you can just get them now and they exist. I like that. However, I did not this time because I didn't want to make it into a whole meal, so... I got the chili cheese burrito, which is delicious, and then three cheese roll-ups. So, oh. so you are a you are a re no. a real American. That's what I'm hearing. Yes. Then, <laughs> exactly. Fair enough. All right, for our, uh, beer today, looks like we both have a hammy. Yep, we do. And I'm currently sipping on my Pepsi. I will open my hams momentarily. All good. All right. Before we get into regular old topics, I want to briefly touch on, as I always do before the show starts, our Patreon page. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash carpetrage. On this super cool website that I've handcrafted via a template that's very basic, you will find three open-ended levels of support starting at just a buck a month. That just covers our hosting costs and part of our beer budget. We don't make anything on the show, so if you want to help us out, feel free. Otherwise, we'll just keep right on making it. Patreon.com forward slash carpetrage. Yes. Yes. I will start with the first topic. Sounds good. The first you topic the is first topic. about Need for Speed Unbound, the new Need for Speed video game. Okay. Right, I'm going to stop talking like that. I'm going to talk like a normal human, not like a robot. Um, I so mean, you do you, man. Yeah, so Need for Speed Unbound uh, is... Not to be confusing with Underground. Yeah, it's the same thing, though. It's Need for Speed Street Racing. And uh, in it... First off, ASAP Rocky's in it, which is a problem because ASAP Rocky has a bunch of rape allocations. Oh, that's not cool. No. Also, what he's doing in the game is terrible because he's the dude that runs the street takeovers. Oh, great. That are in the video game because this video game supports street takeovers, and so that must mean that Speed Hunters, the publication, which is also owned by EA, clearly supports street takeovers. I don't like those because I like getting places I'm going. I like if I'm gonna be doing something illegal on. The road. Allegedly. Um, I'm going to do it competitively, mm-hmm. and I'm going to actually have an end game to it. Like, you can't bet and make money or do anything with street takeovers other than look like an idiot. Whereas, like, with drag racing, like, you can do side betting. There's actually a car that is beating the other car. There is a form of competition there. If you're, like... And the process of making those side beds is so... Uh... Like, enthusiastic. Yeah, I love doing side betting. Where was the, the Cash at the Creek or whatever? That we yeah, yeah, that, that one, one yeah. Time? That yeah. was really fun. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what they do. Um, side betting is great. Um, so, like, I just, I don't get takeovers. They suck. People get hurt. Like, very rarely do people get hurt drag racing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to be drag racing, the only person getting hurt is usually the person that is drag racing. Correct. But, like, Street Takeovers, it's, like, every weekend you see, like, five new videos of people having their feet run over and getting punted into orbit by, like, another car. Like, it's just ridiculous. Do you, do you know how many bones are in the human foot? That guy does. Yeah, he just found he out. He got a bill for every one of them. Yeah. And, like, it's it's stupid. And it's, like, you're, like, wasting your tires, which is, like, very expensive. Like, say what you will about drag racing. Like... Drag racing, yeah, it uses a lot of gas. Sure, you can use up your clutch if depending on how you're launching. But you're not, like, eating away at your tires unless you're doing burnouts before every run. It like, is actually amazing how long you can make consumables last when you're just doing a quarter mile at a time or, like, yeah. a lap at a time on a yeah. DE or something like that. Exactly, as opposed to, like, I remember doing the, a street takeover. The BMW CCA, when we hosted the... Uh, I forget what we even called the event, but up at Brainerd. And people yeah. would show up with, like, these brand new, like, DOTR tires and, like, a brand new set of brake pads. And they're like, oh, i blow through all these. And they leave, and, like, the tires are still full tread, and they haven't even, mm-hmm. like, touched the brake pads. I'm like, you guys are not driving hard enough to ruin this stuff anytime soon. Yeah. No, like, if you're doing, like, an actual, like, timed track event or if you're doing, yeah. like, autocross, and yeah, sure. yeah, you can... You're really leaning them. on stuff over and over and over again. But, like... If you're just driving around normally, you're fine. Like, it's not going to be a problem. Big and, agree. And so this is, like, really, just, like, really, really dumb. And, like, there's an issue with Need for Speed. For, it's been a problem for years. And it's not like... I was having an argument with somebody on the internet, as I oh, do no. in my spare time. Um, <laughs> and it was about... Like, I, was, I was, like, talking shit about Need for Speed. And they are like, what are you talking about? This is a great-looking game. Oh, it's because it was... Um, 
Criterion is the studio, and the Criterion makes historically very good games. I've heard of like Criterion Collection. That's different. Uh, game dev, dev. I can't remember what all they did, but like, um, let me look at what games they've done. Okay. Didn't have this pulled up, so my bad. No, it's all good. So yeah, they're doing Need for Speed, and they've previously done like Burnout Paradise. Yeah, that's what they did. They did like the Burnout games. Like they, they're actually like a good studio. They've been around since like 2004. They've done like really dope shit. But as like Thomas person, I'm like, yeah, but EA is their corporate overlord and always has been. So like, yeah, Criterion's capable of making a good game when EA doesn't like stick their nose into everything. Which I assume they do at every single juncture. Yeah, because, like, if you remember, um, like, so this is what Criterion's made. Um, Trick Style, which is a really cool snowboarding game for Dreamcast. Um, all the Burnout games that were good. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Oh, um, yes. yes. I loved that ne- game. Need for Speed Most Wanted. Um, but also, they've done Star Wars Battlefront 2, the 2017 version. I actually enjoyed playing at least a bit of that. I'm terrible at games. No, but it's, it's a fun game. It's a fun game. And the gameplay itself isn't the problem, but, like, the content of the game is the problem. Sure. And um, it was the same thing. Like, they also did Battlefield 2042, which was, like, yep. raging dumpster fire of a game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> as long as EA Games is, like, at all part of, like, what Criterion is. Yeah. Yeah, they're totally capable of making garbage because they also make Burnout Crash, which is like the worst Burnout game. It came out for 360 and PlayStation 3, and it was a, like so an abject failure. <laughs> abject failure, totally. Um, but like, yeah. So I was like, I was, I was talking about like, yeah, this is they're totally capable of having like a garbage game because of EA. And then literally the day after I said that, they did their release, and they're like, oh, there's going to be street takeovers. And I'm like, hmm. Ah. Great. Yeah, you want to promote that in a game. I am correct. It's going to be a garbage game, and it's going to be totally forgettable. Because, like, in the last, like, Need for Speed game... Oh, and the reverse lights are on on this 2.516 Evo 2. I know. And the bumper's missing. Yeah, I know. And it's also got the wrong ball floor. Um, uh, it's got a lot of wrong stuff. Yes. And so, like, in the last game, like, it was a really nice-looking game. Mm-hmm. And it was in a great area, great open world. Everything was great. There's one very cursed problem with the game. Which was? Your cars automatically started to drift. Oh, great. Midway through a corner. Oh, my God. Like, if... So, like, you know when you go through a turn, you let off the gas? Yeah. And then you go back on the gas after the apex? Yep. When you go back on the gas, it automatically drifts, and you cannot turn that feature off. Yeah, pass. Even if it's a front-wheel drive No. Oh, my God. Yep. Every car. Auto Every car will do that all the time. I don't like that. Yep. I was, I couldn't, I literally could not get past that. Like the customization of the cars was the best customization I've ever seen in a video game. Not saying something because there's like, a lot of games that are really good. Yeah. At like there was a lot of really good stuff, but the problem was, was the core gameplay was just unplayable. <laughs> Bad. You know what? <laughs> you can have a, a drift button. Like, sure. Just allow me yes. a to turn it mm-hmm. off and B that's what the handbrakes for. Which there's a button for. Or, like, do it, do it, you can do what Forza does, where you can drift, you just downshift, and then you go wide open throttle instead of easing onto the throttle like I'm doing. Yeah, and you can scandy flick in that game, too. Yeah, so. and, like, I was, like, easing onto the throttle, and then, like, it literally I'd ease on as soon as I got to, like, 10% throttle drifting. It's weird what a real physics engine will do in a game. Yeah, it's really... And that's completely lacking in NFS. Mm-hmm. Which, back in the day, was endearing. Like, NFS Hot Pursuit. Other than having... Great. An annoyingly realistic police siren. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> in Underground 1 and 2, they were both great. Like, Most Wanted, to a lesser extent, was okay. But, like, all the way up through, like, Pro Street was, like, they were actually fun to play games. Yeah. And then after that, they just, like, fell off. Like, even Pro Street wasn't that great, but that was, like, the last one I remember enjoying playing. Sure. I think that's kind of in the era where I just wasn't doing anything on a computer. Well, yeah, and, like, Pro Street was, like, right when they first introduced, like, they they try, they were trying to move away from the street racing thing, and they're trying to go, like, back to, like, racetrack racing. Sure. Circuit. And it, yeah, circuit racing. And it was, like, it, it was kind of cool. Like, basically, what they're trying to do is, like, a grid life sort of, like, feel oh, to it. Oh, sure. And, like, the it was, like, it was fun. It was, yeah, it wasn't, like, it wasn't <laughs> perfect. It was by no means a perfect game. Don't get me wrong. But, like... 
I have fond memories of it, but the other Need for Speed games since then, I've not had fond memories of. Because, like, they've always tried some new gimmick. They've always had, like, just really, like, just shitty progression as far as, like, the cars go and stuff. Where I'm just, like, the whole time I'm playing, I'm like, I could be playing any other racing game. Why am I playing this? And And then you stop and you play any other racing game. Yep, and this is exactly (laughs) what Unbound's doing is I'm, yeah, why would I ever play this? Also, it's going to be, like, cel-shaded. And it's probably going to be a bunch of money because EA. Yeah, well, it's going to be cell shaded anime style. Oh my god! And I mean, like that's fine. Automatalista did that, and it was great. Sure, but like, this is also EA. Like, Automa- I've yeah. n- I've no faith in this company. Automobilista is a pretty enough game, but it has a really, really good physics engine. Yeah, no, it's a. F- that, that's the thing is at its core, that game could have been on Atari twenty six hundred. But at its core, well, actually, that probably wouldn't have run the physics yeah. engine. But theoretically, like, <laughs> you, you could give me Atari on. graphics. I don't care what the game looks sure. like. I care about how the game plays. Mm-hmm. Like, there's many game. There are many games where I will play them, and they look like absolute ball sack. Yeah. Tokyo but, Extreme Racer as a series, I will play it, all of them. It doesn't take much hardware. Like, you could run it on an integrated graphics and a CPU, basically, and still have fun. And yeah. the physics engine will still run just fine. Yeah. It's just you're not rendering 8-gigabyte texture files. I, I care about how the game plays. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be realistic. Like, right. I don't need... Like, Forza is not realistic. And I love Forza when it's when I can love it, when it, they're not, like, giving me, like, fucking Hot Wheels. Um, which, when, I, when I can love it. Well, because, like, I want to enjoy Forza, then, like, I get it, and then, I, like, then I was like, ooh, last time they said they are going to have two DLCs, so I did, like, I pre-purchased everything. Yeah. And then it was uh, Hot Wheels and Legos. Those are not what yep, I want. Yep, that's not car. what I'm looking for, so this time I just didn't buy the DLC, okay. and I was better for it. Yeah. All uh, I did is I bought the car packs that gave me the Chinese cars. That's all I wanted. Well, the last couple times I bought, like, a PlayStation that's been for Gran Turismo. Yeah. And that in the PS3 days, they were they were just starting with like DLC. Yeah, and a lot of that stuff was just handled on the PlayStation Store, and you just added it, and then it was on a lifetime of the game. But it actually gave you like additional new car model packs that mm-hmm. you liked, and it wasn't some themed sponsored content that still costs you. And I'm okay with like themed sponsored content because like their car packs are always sponsored. Sure, and like they'll have like the smoking tire content pack, and it'll That's be cool. like. But then there'll be, like, actually cool cars. Be Does like, it have a Vespa 350 GTS? No, oh. but it has, like, a like a Crown Vic. Zach Bowman's yeah, Crown or, Vic? Or, like, they'll have, like, a Ford Mustang SVO. Nice. Okay. So, like... Weird old shit. Yeah, they have, like, cool <laughs> car packs, but, like, the actual DLC is just garbage on Forza. Sure. But, like, whereas, like, Need for Speed is just, like, all right, here you go. Here's your FDRX7. This Great. is the coolest car in the game. I'm like, yeah, that's a cool car. You're right. But it's cool for 15 minutes. And I'm like, all right, else. all right. We're, 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 like, I look at their car list, and they're all actually, like, I don't play video games for the actual, I play for the quirky cars. Yeah. Well, like, it's like going to a car show. It's the same thing. I don't want to, I, I don't actually care about nice cars. Well, nice cars are subjective, too. Yeah. Like, you well, don't like, care you know, about I mean, what unquote, most nice people, yeah. yeah. no, like, when I was at Motorplex, say, there's a, objectively the best FD I've seen in Minnesota ever. Still a Took a lot of rotary. photos of it. Yeah, it was good, rotary. Good. It had a V-mounted intercooler. It was super rad. Um, but the car that I was most excited about was the Hillman Packyard Taxicab. Hell yes. Like, that was much cooler to me because like, it was just so dumb and quirky. Like, that, this is hilarious. This is the equivalent yeah. of the guy that, like, goes on Forza and actually tunes a Reliant Robin and then goes set some lap times and you're playing in Rivals and there's just like Reliant Robin that's just like owning your shit and like you're sitting here with a Porsche and you cannot handle it. I want to see somebody rebuild the entire front end of a Reliant Robin to be able to adjust the camber in real time as it turns to get it to be stable. What people do in Forza is they'll do the the Reliant Robin, they'll put the stabilizer stabilizer wheels from top gear on them and they'll actually like like racing around in like the D class like rivals, okay. where you go like all the racetracks, and they'll set like ridiculous lap times with them. Just because it's so light, or what? Yeah, and plus if you get good with any car, sure, okay, you, yeah, that's like, fair. If you get good with it, you can do it. And so like like Hip, he takes a Ford Transit and just like destroys lap times. He's in like the top like one percent consistently, like Hip's worldwide. <laughs> and I'm like sitting here. And I'm, like, taking, like, a frog eye Sprite. I'm in the top 5%. Like, I'm taking, like, a quirky car that I love. 
and I'm like, I cannot keep up with him. But that's not, I, but the thing is, like, if I was doing D class, or I really cared, I just took a Miata and be done with it. Sure. But like, no, I don't want to just have a Miata. Like, that's anybody the, can that's do that. the easy Miata. button. Yeah, no, we Mi- don't do easy. No, I'll put, I'll put Miata into like S1 class with like racing against like FXXs and stuff. Like, that's what I'll do with a Miata in that game. Oh my god. <laughs> I like that it lets you do that at least. Yeah, you can put a, a four rotor from a 787B into the Miata. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would fit. It, it does technically fit. It, it, it does technically go very quickly, and oh you god. do technically have absolutely sound, like, no downforce at all. Great. Yep. No, then not like that engine's powerful. And your, or your tires are like, I think you can go like up to a 245 millimeter wide tire. That's pretty big on a Miata. Yep, I think I hear Is that a, a train? train. I think I do hear a train. That's a train. That's definitely a train. I'm gonna take a photo of it. I it's going the wrong way. I know, but I still got a photo of it for Jana. That's, that's good. I uh, the that like vintage train with the steamer yes. came through last weekend. Super cool. I'm happy to see that they're finally running that again. I oh. want to ride that at some point. Speaking of trains uh, yes. and things I saw on the way here, uh, Jaguar XF yes, wagon. Break. Yes. They are really rare, but they There's sold them here. one in the neighborhood. Nice. Very cool. First time I saw one of those, I almost crashed. I'm like, what is that? It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's very fair. Except, it's very good. It's Yeah, Scott knew I didn't. Text, so I immediately texted him first. I saw one in Edina a couple of years ago. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Uh, beautiful car. Uh, briefly touching on fond memories, since you brought yes. that up several times with older games. It's not in the notes, but since we last recorded, the last Cars and Crafts, the closer. Oh, my shirt ripped. Oh, no! It's like oh. the crotch in a pant. Yep. Anyway, yes, the last Cars and Crafts happened. Uh, somebody else was on, was on the stereo and was actually very nice because the stereo wasn't overwhelming for... Except for, like, the eight times where it went to static for no reason, and I happened to be in front of the speaker. Somebody somebody range. else took over, like, midway through, and it was, like, a guest DJ or something, yeah. and he just really loved the dance hall air horn. Like, oh, I remember that. They have their new sound bite that they bought on Fiverr for, like, ten bucks or whatever. Drive cartel. Yeah, oh, my God. That that's uh, I I'm, hate I'm that just, sound I'm effect. I'm becoming such an old man. I have an irrational hatred of that. However, sound I will tell you, I've come across a new hustle. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing what there. you got. Um, they have the five dollar bin at their uh, vintage clothes that are in the back because they, they where. All right, so it's cars and crafts, and one of the things is they have a craft sale in the back, and there's usually a few vintage clothes sellers, oh, and they have a five dollar yeah. bin. Okay. Where they're just like unloading their overstock. Yeah. And I've like bought things every time. And I bought this amazing hat there. I've never actually walked through that vendor. It's very good. Okay. They have amazing cursed items. <laughs> like, I absolutely love it. But um, I got this amazing hat that is the Seattle 1990 Goodwill Games. Oh my God. And I'm just I'm flipping them on Depop. I like the, the old style hat. Uh, for I'm going to a Halloween there, party. That's in how the, it looks. It looks very good. The 1990s hat has such a defined aesthetic. Yeah, it's like I always think of the Michelob hat in Happy yeah. Gilmore on that Cadillac guy it's or whatever. So good, I'm just yeah. like, yeah, that's just the shape. I bought a Marlboro one of those on the Ooh, internet. Very good, very good. But I like a full racing suit. I'm going as an 80s Formula One driver. Are so. you going to um, American Waffles party? Yeah, I was yeah. thinking about going to that. I'm not sure what Jana's plan is. Slutty theme kind of threw me for a loop. So. I just wear some hoochie shorts have to and be done with it. Put a lot of like hair sticking through everything. It should be fine. I'm just saying I'm gonna wear some hoochie shorts if I go, and just like I don't know, just my normal thing, both hoochie shorts. Make sure on. to put juicy on there, and then get a tramp stamp. Oh, I was thinking just like some like Rhodesian battle shorts, so you can see like my entire ass through them. So fair enough. That's yeah. pretty slutty. <laughs> All right, onto my actual topic: <laughs> the Micro Lino, that super adorable Italian mini Isetta EV, is yes. actually in production. Amazing! So they are this currently in the first fi- uh, 999 units, and they're called the Pioneer Cars. <laughs> they are currently shipping to customers in Switzerland. After okay. that market, they are moving to Italy, and then later in this year, they'll go to mainland Europe and the UK. I this is very good. don't know if we'll ever get these, but I watched I a fully charged... I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that the front door will create an issue with the DOT. Uh, well, everything creates an issue with the DOT, but this thing is... It's, it's, it's perfect. So it's a small. perfect car. It's a perfect car. I it's don't... literally perfect. Yeah. I, it does eight miles to the kilo... Or eight, 
miles to the kilowatt hour. Yeah. Is that good? That's uh yeah. So like my 500e, like if you were really pedaling, it would do five or six. Oh the wow. Tesla does okay. three, four if you are being very nice to it. So, so eight's like literally twice as efficient. That's amazing. So, I like that. And yeah. it, you can get a 15 kilowatt hour battery pack. So like this thing actually has some tolerable range. Yeah, uh, I want that. It makes cool gear noises. The interior is very minimalist and cute. Wait, actually, do they offer it as a three wheeler? No, they don't. If because they because the rear subframe is the way it is with the motor pack. All right, so oh, there's that one that's main Romania. What's that called? I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? No, I mean yes. There's I'm a Romanian sure. like mid-century looking car that they make. I, I'm blanking on the name. Is it electric? I think so. But that um, since that's a three wheeler, I think you can legally bring that to the United States because it counts. As you a probably motorcycle. could. Yeah. Yeah. yeah point, the rules are different. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could probably ship this over with three wheels on it. That's true. And weld the diff. Or apparently there is a island in the, uh, it's off the coast of Labrador, and it is a colony of France, so you can register a vehicle in France. Okay. And you, to register it there, you just need a P.O. box. Okay. And you could register it in this island. So it's like South Dakota, the island? Yeah. You can register it there and then drive the car anywhere in the world with plates from there. Oh, I, mm, I know. I right? need my avant time. I know. That's what I was thinking. That was my first like thought. I want I, diplomat plates. Damn it! I like actually learn things on TikTok. Like I really love this because I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're using the really shit platform for something productive. If you, I'm really good at fucking with algorithms. If you fuck with the TikTok algorithm, you can make it really good. I gotta see if I can find where this. Uh, this island is. This is going to make for great radio. It'll be on the next episode. Perfect. Um, <laughs> if I can find it, it'll be on the next episode. So tune back in a week. But the Microlino is um, just so Yes, cute. the Microlino is great. Um, and it has an enormous boot, apparently. Like, surprisingly capacious. That's really great. I know. Do you have a photo of the boot? Uh, let me see if they have one. God, I really like uh, the rear end's amazing. I know. It's just so cute. And every, the, the, the sport button in the shifter is a milled piece of aluminum, and it's got a picture of the side profile of a Microlino with a giant rocket on the top of it. That's amazing. I know. So Italian. <clears throat> They're just having a good time. I do not have a photo of the boot, but go and watch the fully charged segment on it. It's really good. They don't really go over much for the specs on the car, but who cares? They yeah. just drove it around Italy forever and then took it up some twisty roads. Everyone was breaking their neck. Well, I've got, speaking of Europe and things, uh, our friend Darren uh, came back from Europe after buying his Twingo. Yes, I've seen the photos. And he has reported to me that uh, the Twingo does fantastic at about 70 miles an hour. Excellent. It I is, mean, it should, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just... It, I'm it's just, a real car. Well, that's, that, that was the thing. Is like, yeah, it's a real car, but like driving in Europe versus driving here sure. are two very that different is very different. Yeah, it's like the towing thing. It's like, well, everyone tows everything in Europe. I'm like, yeah, because the roads, you go like 35 miles an hour. Yeah. And everyone is trained to not drive like a piece of shit. Yeah, no, not here. But apparently it's like, uh, actually, like he's like, yeah, no, it's just a totally normal car because it's the size of a shoe. So having two cylinders is just fine. Like, very you're going to make plenty of power. You're going <laughs> to... Uh, be able to do exactly what you need. I didn't know he got a two-cylinder engine. Yeah, it, it, no, they all have two cylinders. Really? Yeah, I'm. Pr- oh, that's what it's called. That. Twin go, twin go, twin oh. is the twin cylinder. I mean, the I Nobe, Nobe is the car. I finally found okay. it. The Nobe 100. If you want to just Google that, so you remember what it looks like. That's a three-wheeler, and yes, it is electric. I know we've talked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yes, super vintage looking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like Romanian or Czech or something. Estonian. Yeah. It's Estonian because Estonia. Of course. of course it is. It's the only thing Estonia makes. That's yeah, great. <laughs> um, the product, the product of Estonia. Mm-hmm. The sole product, way. yep. Um, so, yeah, that, that is uh, what I want. I think I could more easily import that. Uh, but anyway, uh, talking about vehicles that we have here. Yes. Um, yes. We don't have this on our wall, which is good. Well, um, the yeah. new G- we haven't updated that since yes. this car came out. The GR86 has <laughs> a catastrophic problem. Can you guess what the problem is? I will promise you it's not something Toyota did. Is it engine related? Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it not the oil pump like the older FB20 engines? Nope. Is it... Does it have to do with the same problem? It is prob- oil pump related. We did, is it like the, um, we covered a couple months ago, the guy that took his 
GR86 to a track event and seize the engine or whatever? Mm-hmm. Is it related to that? Because it's the RTV? Yeah. Yeah, it is exactly that. <laughs> so you're telling me that Again, wasn't a one-off. It's not a one-off. It's a capital P problem. And actually, <laughs> uh, my friend, uh, he personally experienced this. I'm Great. Curious. Super. So I actually linked his Instagram post. Uh, it's Andy. Yeah, it's up there. But, uh, yeah, if you look inside that oil pickup there, that is not a good day. Uh, I don't know how to zoom in Instagram shit in a PC, but... Uh, control plus. Hold control, click plus, and just zooms in. Uh, no, it's actually making it worse. But anyway, there's a large plug of RTV that has been sucked into the oil pickup and is blocking probably about 80% of the screen. Yeah, there's not much area there. Yeah, so... Um, I'm sure that's good for oil flow and pressure. <laughs> his, he's stuck with a $1,000 bill. Because of that. That's actually I, a really low bill, but... He caught it before there was an issue. Oh. Because he was... Um, How many he, miles are on this thing? Oh, it says here. Very low, yeah. It, he got with 10 miles on He's driven at like 1,000. But he happened to do an oil change. Yep, 3,000 miles yeah. at the dealer. Yep. And he wanted to install a Tomai oil baffle because, you know, for liability. Yep. And when he pulls it off, look what he finds. And because wow. Toyota won't do a um, a preventative maintenance, they oh. are forcing him to buy a new oil pickup. That's Toyota not Subaru. preventative. Don't. That's literally not preventative. That is currently a problem. This is gonna be like a recall and a class action. Yeah, no, don't. this is going to be a class action because that right there is not preventative. That's a broken part. Your that, oil that pickup is a, is a broken part. That's a defect. That is a failed part because you cannot clean that out correctly. That's entirely a failed part. Oh my god! I would ab- I would take Toyota to. I would absolutely take them to court over that. It's a car with three thousand miles on it. Yeah, and I would take them to court with that. Like, that's totally worth suing over. Yes, they should. Yeah, they should no, have gotten I, ahead of this. Yeah, that's ridiculous. absolutely. So um, I don't like this. That's ridiculous. Do better, Toyobaru. Not even that. Uh, like I'm kind of just done with Subaru because like this is a very shitty thing. And the the reason I backed Subaru for so long is they would do right by their customer. Mm-hmm. Like if Subaru had an engine that overheated because they didn't clear the coolant galleys of um, of casting sand, yeah, they would give you a new engine block. Well, as they should. As they should. <laughs> Uh, Weird, all this abrasive post-filter didn't do wonders for yeah, your engine. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, so was this a, a it, GT86 or a BRZ? This is a GT86. Is the, I assume the same thing is happening to the BRZ. Is, are it's there the same problem same at the dealer? Or the same, it's yeah, the same, it's, creek? it's the exact same car. And this is, right, but how is the service department at Subaru handling it? You know, I don't know, but the thing is, it's the same car and this is Subaru's fucking problem. Yep, that's true. This the is, engine this is, is, is Subaru literally engine. Subaru like, to a T. And like, yeah, with... The can they with ever the just EJ? make no one engine family that doesn't have some catastrophic problem? Yes, the three cylinder and the Justy. Oh, okay, that one's just fine. All right, <laughs> make no power with it. Just it's just fine. fine. That's called the Justy because <laughs> it's just fine. Uh, um, but yeah, this is like w- with the EJ at least like when they had like a catastrophic like like head gasket or crankshaft failure. Yeah, they would fix the part. Yeah. And, like, the rolling updates on the assembly line. And yeah, and, like, the thing is, is, like, these didn't happen early on. These happened way later on in life. Right. And so they'd be like, hey, you're way outside of warranty. This is, like, outside of, like, when a car should be feasibly fixed right. um, by us. So, But what we're going to do is make sure that this doesn't happen again. They used to do that. They yeah. don't do that we're anymore. We're going to charge you for the part. We're going to replace it, and uh, that won't happen again. And the reason I say like that's them doing well by their customer, let's look at by contrast Daewoo, <laughs> who has a similar reliability issues. Do they even have a dealer network here? Uh, yeah, it's called Chevrolet. Ah, okay. Because Chevrolet purchased them when they went under. I see. Um, yeah. So, the, <laughs> I guess we I, do have the Sonic. I watched a very fascinating documentary on Daewoo. Uh, Who would take the time to make a documentary on It Daewoo? is a YouTube channel called Asianometry, and it's actually about the Asian semiconductor industry. They're oh very, very interesting. But he does, like, beyond just that. Like, he just kind of goes to, like, the industrial revolution of Asia and modern Asian industrial news. Like, sure. it's just, it's a very cool YouTube channel. I'll send it to you. 
uh, you'll like them a lot. But he did a 30 minute long documentary on like what the hell went wrong with Daewoo. Like, why did Daewoo fail? And like, Daewoo, where are they now? Yeah. And so, yeah, like what Daewoo would do is they'd make something that's average Subaru quality and they would not back the product and it would just blow up. And he'd be like, hey, um, this failed because you had a catastrophic design issue. And Daewoo's like, okay, was this, was this within warranty? And they're like, Nope, and they go, How much was this car brand new? And they're like fifteen thousand dollars fifteen thousand dollars for mid size sand. They go, Okay, you got how many miles per out of it? Yeah, you're fine. Yep. Bye. Stop <laughs> complaining. Yeah, go 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 buy another one. <laughs> I will happily sell you another Nubrio. <laughs> they should just wheel you from the service department into the new car showroom. Yeah, seriously. That's basically what they would do. Um so that's the thing, is like this right here is just this is Daewoo customer service. This is not what I expect from Toyota or Subaru. And this is not a Daewoo priced product, nor is it no. A this is a normal. Product. This is a normal ass car price. Toyota must be livid about this. Um, no, because apparently Toyota's okay just you know st- like stiffing people with thousand dollar bills for a problem that they created. Great. Yeah, super good. That seems really customer uh, friendly centric. Yep. Not that, anti-consumer. That's, this that's is, this is really, really great for Toyota, especially when they're like expanding their market and everything. Really good PR, you know, when we've been saying so many nice things about most of their product this year. Yeah, and like, well, the thing is, like, mm. while all this is happening, you have Kia absolutely crushing it on literally everything they touch. Like, yes. do you really want to play this game when you have Kia next door, like, literally next door, across a, a, a like a straight? Yeah. <laughs> like, would you really want to be doing this to your customers when they could easily buy a Kia that's faster than your car, has a better warranty, and is cheaper? How about they throw the three-cylinder Toyota Turbo in there and just call it good? That's what they should do, yeah. Except you know how would... good that car would be? It'd be way more expensive, I grant, because that engine mm, has to cost more to make. I don't know. You'd have to think it would, right? No, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a small engine, but there's still a lot of components to yeah, it. Yeah, but if you think, like, economies of scale, yeah, okay. and then That's you true. think... It's already federalized. It's already federalized. You have the economy of scale, because you have it in more vehicles. And then, also, you have to consider the long-term production of replacement parts for this, for that engine. Like, I think... Uh, they should do this, then. Toyota, yeah. go ahead and throw your three-cylinder turbo from the Corolla GR into there. Even, like, even if you don't do it, like, straight up and down, if you just, like, slant it over. Sure. You do, like, a slant engine. It'll like, be fun. Is do, do slightly it's probably canted over a little bit already, right? It's not yeah, straight so up and down. So you just canted yeah. over more. Yeah. I just, I'm just thinking, like, you well, can keep get the like weight a, nice and far back. Like a Hillman Imp. Oh like a Toyota Hillman Imp. Like, that'd be perfect. I <laughs> understand your reference, but I don't like it. Oh, God. Uh, okay, well, speaking of new cars with engine issues, um, this isn't something with a link, but it's something I talked about with a friend of mine last week. So, Corey, my previous mm-hmm. tenant, our old sound engineer that died many times with his shovel, his coworker has a new Civic with a manual. Just a Civic, Civic Sport. Mazda. Uh, he has a Civic Sport. Oh. He was trading it in because it was worth so much money. He's like, well, I hate the seats, and the seats in this Mazda 3 are phenomenal. Goes to the dealer, test drives. They got on, on the lot a mm-hmm. white on, like, brown interior, premium manual transmission Mazda 3 hatch. Test drives it, loves it, buys it. Does the commute the next day in it, and he notices once he gets on the highway and is there for about 30 seconds at a steady state, it starts sounding like a tugboat. And he's like, oh, weird. So he's on the cluster of cylinder deactivation. Turns out there is no way to deactivate that unless you have the dual clutch. In the dual clutch, you put it in sport mode, and it shuts it off. But in the manual, there's no mechanism, there's no flash, no nothing. And to add insult to injury, Mazda had so many complaints in 2020... When they turned that on, they removed it for the 2021 model year and then brought it back in 2022. 2021 Mazda 3 has no cylinder deactivation because they had so many complaints about how rough it was. And then they brought it back. Brought it back. Oh, my God. What the hell? So anyway, he then brought the car back and traded back for his Civic. No, I I would absolutely get rid of that. Nope, not okay with that. How is this a thing, though? Like, it's in the manual version only where this is the issue. And, like, the manual driver, typically, that's buying a high-spec car like that, isn't as concerned with the economy as somebody who's buying the taller final drive even, auto even version. Even then, I, I know why they did it. Is It's for emissions. Yeah, absolutely. But 
turning it off does not affect your emissions. Having it be defeatable oh. does not affect your emissions. Exactly, because you do the test with it enabled. Yeah. Yeah. You just do it. And then you turn it off for, like, if there's a specific instance for when you need to turn it off. Or they could just make a good two-cylinder engine and just put that in there. Yeah. Like we said earlier, Twingos are do just fine with the two-cylinder. You could just make a good two-cylinder. The Fiat Twin Air, that later engine that was in the current 500, well, pseudo-current 500, that's a great engine. Yeah. Like, th- that would have been great. I mean, there's... Just, it, that's I heard really that. bananas to me that they would do that. It's You know, I was thinking the other day that there aren't any new cars that I would actually care about, like, enough to actually buy. There's, like, new cars I care about, but, like, not, like, really not any that I'm willing to pull the, sh- the trigger on, like, including the Mirage. As much as I love the Mirage, I don't love that enough to pull the trigger on it. Right. Yeah, it's a car I like and respect, and I will recommend to people, but there's... I'm not going to... There, there's so many other cars where I could get a used car that does most of what a Mirage would do for me. Yeah. Like, I've considered getting a Mirage very seriously since fuel has gotten very expensive, and the Fiat's been just having 87 put, stuffed into it for a long time. A poor engine. It's... Well, <laughs> I'm just not capable of living if I'm putting in premium. Like, oh, yeah. that, it makes enough of a difference with my it life. It hasn't failed yet. should be fine. And at least all, it's all, it to... do, all it does is just... It just retards back the ignition, then you just replace your plug sooner, and that's part of why I did those copper plugs, because I have to replace them anyway. Like, Yep. Both so, it happens both ways. If you tune the car or you run crappier fuel, you gotta replace plugs all the time. So you just run copper plugs that are gapped differently. And as long as it's the like correct heat range, like it should do fine. I and love it those does, plugs, man. It does great. One twenty four is super happy with them. So yeah, when I'm the once in a while when I have ninety one in the car, like <laughs> once in a while when I can really afford it, and the car's like the car runs very nicely on ninety one. Like it's great, even on eighty seven. <laughs> to be honest. It runs just fine on 87 outside of sport mode. Once it's in sport mode, I just don't do that. I do not turn it on until I have got 91 in the car. But when I've got 91 in it and I put it in sport mode, yeah, it, it, it just fucking goes. It's great. I mean, a it's lot of fantastic. the world it's has a lot of fun. trash fuel, like really bad. So modern yeah. cars have to be able to deal with bad gas. With whatever you want, right. yeah. So, so as long as, yeah, as long as it's not water in it, you're fine. That's true. Um... But you know what would just alleviate all these problems is if I What's could that? get an electric vehicle that's the size of a shoe. Okay. And like a Microlano? I'm thinking a little bit bigger than that because, okay. like, realistically. But, like, electric city cars are what I want. Like, I want, like, a Honda E or a Fiat 500 electric. The new and, Gen 500 e is so cool. And it's so great looking. And uh, Top Gear actually tested them back-to-back. And, oh, really? Yep. They, were, they look perfect, and they're a little bit slower than the gas, a Barth and everything. Like a little bit, like literally a second slower than an Abarth around the top of your test track, hmm. which is really fast. I mean, they don't make so the current 500 is electric only, right? Yes, okay, I thought so. And the Honda E is electric only. So, what did they run against the Honda E for a gas equivalent, or did they? They they just ran them back to back against like the okay. 500 in a Civic Type R. I gotcha, like, <laughs> Civic Type R. Yeah, obviously, the Type R was quite fast. Uh, <laughs> yes, those but, are. Like, those are rapid. Like a GTI. But, um, oh, these guys are so cute. I know. And they, I miss they, my actually, 500 they actually said that the 500, um, it does, it goes, it has no right performing as well as it does, looking as cute as it is. <laughs> and uh, it's true. Like, they don't need to go that fast. And the car's like pink and adorable. I know. And it goes really quickly. Um, thing is, the Honda is actually, I'm going to spoil it, the Honda wins. Uh, it well, is Honda's better. also rear-wheel drive. Yes. Which is huge. But also, it's got, like, significantly more power. Like, it, it, and it shows. And even though the Fiat 500 is lighter, sure. the Honda is more powerful, and it just pushes through. So I want either of them here, please. Mm-hmm. I think the Fiat's got a little bit higher range, but it doesn't matter. I, it's a city car. Yeah. I wanted that. And we're saying, oh, we need to have more EV cars. I don't want a Model S. No, no, you really don't. I don't don't. want a three. Mm -hmm. Nope. I don't want a Y. Nope. I don't want any of that. I don't want a Lucid Air. I don't want an F-150. I don't want a Taycan. I need the smallest possible electric vehicle. Yep. Because I want the smallest possible car. Yeah, cars need to get smaller. Like, I need need a car that fits in my half driveway. Yep, it's a valid concern. That's the thing. Is like, if I'm in winter, I can't park in my garage because my project car is in there. Even though a lot of people just straight up don't have garages. Correct. 
And that's so, that's a big issue that's come up a lot. It's like, well, what do you do for people that don't have off-street parking yeah. or like live in and apartments? Like, in my house, like I've got what is re- a very common driveway size, which mm-hmm. is just a parking, short. Yeah, it's a short, like it's a half a car length or one whole Fiat 500 length. Oh, 500 is so cute. But like my, my driveway is like literally 10 feet long. Like, that's how long it is. Right. It's uh, the exact size of a Fiat 500. I mean, you've commented. Like, it is exactly, like, nose to tip, like, Yeah, nu- nu- nuts like to butt. Fiat, nuts, like, yeah. yeah, my car fits. Like, I when I go into my driveway, I put it in neutral, and I slightly tap my garage door. And that is when I've now parked in my driveway. I've had your garage door and your front bumper look fantastic then. Oh, they do, because it's like less than one mile an hour. It's just enough where I can just I can just barely feel a little bit of a bump. I have a piece of cardboard in the front of my parking spot in my garage at home, and when I see that and jiggle a little bit, I know. That's what I mean. Yep. Like, it, it's the slightest, like, I've got a really good feel for these things. Like, when I pull into my parking spot, I give everything off, like I'm only paying attention to parking. Mm-hmm. And it's because I'm used to, like, I always park my car in the smallest possible area. Because I try to maximize the my things space. you can do with a 500. Like there, I fit my, I fit Jana's Buick into the, like the smallest amount of space that I could possibly fit it in within my garage. I take and, pride in that. Yeah, and like that's a giant car with not accurate power steering, and yeah, like that car, like you park within the nearest. Everything you do is within the nearest foot of the car. But I still, when I park that car, I've gotten it to a point where I can get like within inches of where it needs to go. Yeah. And, like, that's, you know, really important to me because space is a premium living in the city. And yeah. I want to be able to, like, grab my snowblower or something or grab my lawnmower and that's without having one. to, like, oh my God. With, without having to, like, walk over the hood of the Buick or, like, have to lift it over my head. Like, I just want to be able to, like, and so, yeah, I'm, I am very careful about my parking. But anyway, back on topic about needing a small car. Yeah, I don't want to have to, like... Like, a Civic mm-hmm. is way... Like my friend Josh just bought a Civic, and it is so fucking huge. Yeah. Like, he showed me this car. He goes, yeah, look how nice it is. Like, he's got his, like, whole-ass guitar well, I mean, great. behind his... But it's the same problem with the Integra. I mean, yeah, he's got an, too he, big. Like, he shows me the back seat, and he's like, yeah, look at his foot room. He's got, like, an acoustic guitar, like, between the back seat and his seat, and there's still foot room, and, like, he's my size, and, like, he's not like me where, like, I like touching both my doors at the same time. Sure. Like, he doesn't care about that. Okay. Like, he's, like, this is fun. Like, he's comfortable in the backseat of the Fiat, but he's also, like, he cares more about, like, you know, just daily, this is my Civic, look how nice and big it is. Sure. I, I'm sure and he even says, fine, he, he even but... says, I would have bought an Accord if an Accord was the size of a Civic. Because this is the size I want. I okay. don't want... Well, yeah. props to him for at least recognizing no, that and, and buying the size car he wanted. Yeah, and he's like, I wanted a mid-sized car because every car I've owned that I've enjoyed is a mid-sized car. And that's the thing. Is he wants a mid-sized car. Sure. I want a micro-compact. Like, I want the... Yeah. I, 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 I want, want an A-segment car for my daily. Yeah, I want the smallest possible vehicle. And I still want it to have the like, capability, but yeah. I understand that that's not going to be your top seller. And if you look at Mitsubishi, somebody that's very good at making mid-sized vehicles that they think are going to be their top seller. Nobody talks about the Outlander. Good. Nobody talks about anything that they make. Everybody talks about the Mirage because that's the one that's a good value. Yeah. I mean, I hear rumblings once in a while about the Outlander Fev, but that's it. That's and that's it. only from the EV. But like, groups. that's the thing is like, and also when fuel gets expensive, guess what your little stupid car that has a low profit margin and doesn't move many units becomes that becomes your very hot ticket. that's your very valuable ticket because when everything else drops off that car is going to stay there i remember when that's, geo metros were fetching like eight grand they still are for some reason oh, well actually God. now it's because they're classics that's okay annoying. um <laughs> but like there's a reason like, gm on. killed off all of their cars except the spark mm-hmm. because the spark is that micro compact car that when the shit hits the fan, yep. you're still going to sell these. And they, they still have, have cafe windows. stuff to worry about. So Yeah, and like you have crank windows on those. Mm-hmm. Like you have a lot of things that are not anything anybody wants, but when Ford is sitting here not able to sell anything at all because everything has a touchscreen in it and everything needs power windows, 
Chevy is able to crank out sparks. Yep. Because that spark came like, with the crank Does this have windows. any chips in it? Like, there's one on the computer, but we have 82,000 of those in stock. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's that's the thing. Is like, that's your huckleberry. That's going to save your day. And, like, yeah, yeah maybe that person does – well, yeah, guaranteed that person does not come in looking for that car. But you're going to make a sale that day if that's what you have available. If somebody yep. needs a car mm-hmm. and they need something that's new, and that's what they're they going to get. Literally any budget. Yeah. Because everything else is gouged to hell it's, right It's now. a hell of a lot easier – to sell somebody that's looking for a more expensive car, a cheaper car. Oh, yeah. Than it is the other way around. Yeah, upselling there's, is. There's no way that you're going to get me to pay $300 a month for anything. Like, that's just a fact. I'm never paying. Like, I mean, good would, for you for realizing that. It, it but, would be. Oh, I hate car payments. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, that's it's just, it's an example. Whereas, like, if somebody comes in saying, I want a $400 a month payment, you try to, like, get them into Squeeze a 475 Sure. That's going to be tougher. Or you can do a $400 a month payment getting this car paid off faster. Sure. Or run out your loan to some insane term, mm-hmm. but now interest rates are up, so you have an yeah. even harder sell there. Exactly. So, and that, that's what I'm saying is like if you have a person that's trying to buy a car and it's budget based, like of any budget, getting them to move into a smaller car, even temporarily, is going to be an easier sell. I know this firsthand as well. well especially because so. it's going to lose a smaller percentage of its overall value over exactly. that time, yeah. too. Yeah, like, if a person's like, oh, man, I really want a Bronco. And it's like, sorry, dude, you can't get the Bronco. Why? Because we don't have the screens for it. <sighs> However, I can put you on the waiting list for Bronco. And if you want to buy a Focus today, like, that would be feasibly there. Done. Sure. Obviously, the Focus doesn't exist. But, like, that is a thing where a person otherwise, you know what they're going to do is they're just going to go down to the Mazda dealership, pick up their three or pick up their CX three or their five. Or, or they'll buy something terrible used for way too much money. Yeah. And at a different dealership. And that, again, does not help the dealer. So, yeah, it's in it behooves them to sell an electric right. vehicle like Fiat right now is not selling fuck all. No, because all they have is the the super dated X and the really super dated L. No, they don't sell the L anymore. Yeah, they sure. do. What? Yeah, I can buy brand new L? You can still buy a brand new oh, L. It's ridiculous. I yeah. thought it was baloney, but Scott's like, nope, they still sell the L. Yeah, see, if they brought the 500, like, that'd be great. Electric 500? Bring the Panda, too. Like, Get rid of the L, bring us the Panda, bring the 500E. Yeah, like, you have two modern cars in Europe that you're not selling to us. And I genuinely think, do you know when Fiat quit... Uh, updating all their shit 2015 or 16 that's when Sergio Marchione died ah and I was right because I said that like uh, Mike Manley or whatever the hell from mm-hmm. Dodge <laughs> when he uh, when he came in I'm like this, yep. he's gonna fuck up all this <laughs> and I was right we have the luxury of having recorded this yes, show so I, long I, now I know <laughs> I'm like I was right this, there's proof somewhere. I called it this dude was gonna fuck it up because he comes from Jeep Yep, and he's totally a, he's gonna prioritize Jeep over Fiat, and he has because Fiat's gonna founder all of flounder. They're flounder, gonna put all you. of those platforms and all that tech from Fiat into the Jeep and let Fiat wither and die. Yep, and look at Fiat; they've not done shit since Sergio Marchione died. No, no, no. They he, put in a new one point three liter turbo engine. Yeah, but even it's even of Jeep. It, it, that's the thing is like this is why I talk about like how Dodge is capable of being good for like ten years at a time mm-hmm. every thirty years. Is yep. they will have one person that happens to come in that like buys the company. Ayacoca, Marchione. Yeah, they always come from somewhere else. Yep. And then they do great. And then they have two people from Chrysler that oh are working there and they prioritize their one little mark and then ret- let the rest of the fucking entire brand just like die on the vine. <laughs> like they still make the 300. They're just killing the 300. I and didn't that know that 300 existed. Still on the LX platform, which is still a W210. I know. It's <laughs> insane. And 1996. Like, it's, it's just, it's so wacky to me where I'm just like, you could easily federalize this electric car. In fact, you'd be better off for it. I bet you could get this car just steamrolled through EPA. Probably. 500. TV. Like. It's yeah, a, you've already it's built an, one. It's an EV. Joe Biden's president right now. Yeah, yeah, He's trying to like have anything good happen. Like you could push that through. You could move so many fucking units I would, right now. I, if if a five hundred new style comes to this country in the next year, I will go to the dealership and buy a brand. new Yeah, because your only reason for having the Tesla is because it's a It's the only thing that fits my needs right now. Yeah, but a five hundred sure was shit better. Would. Yeah. yeah, even the old one. It's like 
other than road tripping occasionally, that car never was an inconvenience. To no, me. it was great. Like I don't know really why I traded it in, but I did. I know why because you really wanted the self driving thing. I told you this is stupid because Tesla sucks. I do like autopilot. Now the traffic's getting bad again. It's great. Yeah, and then you've been complaining about Tesla the entire time. The owners are really bad. You've had the full Tesla experience, where most of your experience is complaining about the fact that you bought a Tesla. Yeah, I, I, my car is fantastic for the most part, but like the owners r- ruin it. Well, except for the MCUs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The MCUs are bad. Uh, occasional and they have the, the door, steering the door shaft. handle. That's fine. That's only happened once and they have in the, the parts. Shaft. Yeah. But it hasn't been. I put a hundred thousand miles on. And then you had the fuel door flap. Yeah, fuel door. Yeah, yeah. That happened in the winter too. So a bunch yeah. of road salt got yep. in there. Mm-hmm. You have had all of the problems with your shitty Tesla. The car's objectively sucks. I've had to put like three grand into it in the last hundred thousand miles. The car objectively sucks. That's pretty good. No, the car is good. The brand sucks. The person at the head of the brand sucks. The owners ah, suck. Man, I, I, I really think the that having to replace the good. MCU three times the door handle and. Like, I've put in exactly zero dollars into my Fiat. Correct, because it doesn't have an infotainment system. Yes. But, like, if, like any Dodge product. We were just on that van. If yeah. you ask them about their uh, MyConnect uh, system or whatever. Yeah. Oh, they, they either it's currently not working and there yeah. aren't any parts, or they've been through, like, eight of them. Yeah, so because they suck. Because, again, all is... Except for... The German stuff just dates super quickly, and you don't want to use it, but it doesn't break. Everything else breaks. Oh, no, the German stuff does break. It dates very quickly, and yep. then it breaks. The thing is, a lot of people say, oh, German stuff doesn't, doesn't Well, the BMW date. one doesn't. Well, no, I don't this, know about This is the uh, thing. is like People are like, oh, the German stuff doesn't date. But like, if you look at how people own German cars, yeah. they own them for like maybe three years at a time. The warranty period. Yeah, but I mean, like, even then, like, how many people do you know... That's not an E46, but like a newer German yeah. car that owns her car for more than five years. It's rare. My mother is like, I deal with that right now. She's like, I wish it had CarPlay. Yeah. Like, I'm like, well, there's a Chinese Android Ger- auto system I can buy and shove in there, I guess. But Yeah, German like German car buyers don't own cars for that long. That's why I say, oh, they're so reliable. It's like you have a brand new car and you owned it for five years. They can be, but you really got to be and also, choosy. You had a brand new car you owned for five years. You yep. put 20,000 miles right. in that time frame. And that's, this yeah. is why it's reliable. Any car would do that. You could, have a, you could have a Porsche 996. But I'm saying the nav systems specifically. Yeah. Like the iDrives never break. That's they right. yeah, never that. break. I don't know about the MMI. I don't know about the Benz system, whatever they call that thing. Star Command. Star Command. It's still Command. Command, fine. Yeah. I don't know about those. But anyway, the infotainment systems, I hate the fact that they're mandatory in these cars. I want buttons. Yeah, give me a button. To turn like, on my headlights, it's three taps. That's stupid. And it resets every time you get in the car. That's so I want stupid. a physical switch for that. Yeah. But no. the irony is, like, my car is the Tesla with the most buttons in it. I get into Mark's <laughs> car, I'm like, screw this. Like, yeah. you've got to swipe on the screen for the gear change. I'm like, yeah, what happens when that screen will break? Apparently, there are backup buttons in the console somewhere. I'm like, no. No, no, no. Screw this. No, that's nope. stupid. Give me a lever. That is ridiculous. I hate yeah. it so much. But no, the the car, I'll come to it's That specific car has been pretty good to me so far. So going back to these tiny EVs. Yes. Let's, we talked about Fiat a lot and how much yes. this will benefit Fiat. Yes. The other brand here is Honda. Honda. And Honda, similarly, is, similarly mm-hmm. is a brand that has been floundering since the pandemic or since, not since the pandemic since the re- the great recession since we were in high school yep they've done fuck all mm-hmm. they made the mugen si whoopee they made that that is all. <laughs> they've done nothing oh that else. was the whole list i got yep, you. that was it you did that and you had the civic type r cool those are not volume sellers those are not things that most people that give a shit most people that buy cars will ever give a shit about yeah you know what the honda e is it is uh, 10 out of 10 adorable stinking car that everybody says, wow, I really want this. And it's good to drive. It, and everybody goes, wow, I really want this. Ask any random person. Look at them. Yeah. Like, have them look at the car. Like, this car looks great. I would love this. And there's nobody, with the exception of people that aren't in the market, that would never, ever be seen in a small car. Like, people that, like, an Accord is considered a tiny vehicle for them. Oh, my god! Which is most Americans. Again, you're Honda. You're not GM. Like, your whole game is small vehicles. You can bring this to us. And everybody that lives in the city would love it. Also, everybody is pushing a huge number of EVs through their pipeline for the U.S. market. Except for Honda. 
Ex- yeah. And, oh, and Fiat. Yeah. Well, and fi- yeah. But, I mean, they're pushing that through. Stellantis, I mean, what? Uh, Dodge. They're getting the new Charger Challenger thing, whatever. There's a new crossover. Let's go. Who cares? But, like, there are products in your pipeline. You're going to have to train your, tra- your techs anyway. Yeah. They're already used to the first Gen 500, which is the same car underneath. Just bring it. Yeah. And, like, there's been rumblings. We've talked about it on the show. Like, it's possible it'll come here. I'm like, do it then. Yeah, no, it's, they don't need to make it bigger. Like, they just no. need to, they just need to make it, period. And then if, hey. Product needs to stay fresh. You, you bring the product here, and then the next generation, like the Honda E, like, yeah. you make your second generation, you put that, uh, the design language from the Honda E, you move that into a Civic or a Fit style oh, thing. hell yeah. Because Honda currently does not make a Fit. Because nobody was buying it because the fit kind of sucked. Well, um, yeah, the later gen. The later gen really yeah. sucked. First gen was great. Yeah, the first two were great. True, um, true, true, true. But, I forgot about the third gen. <laughs> yeah, the third gen is the one I was talking about. Like, okay, one, yeah, 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 yeah. But even then, I still see a bunch of those. Yeah, um, I mean, they get rusty real quick, but it's a Honda, so. Yeah, uh, but that's the thing. is like you currently have no small car mm-hmm. option. So you have everybody that's looking for a small car is getting a used car right now because yeah. – or a Chevy Spark or a Mitsubishi Mirage. I had somebody, a coworker asked me yesterday drunk. I was like, if you had $140,000 right now to buy a car, what would it be? I'm like, used or new? I'm like, my answers were like, I had to think about it. I'm like, if I had to buy a brand new car right now and I had that as a budget, I would get a Taycan Sport Turismo rear-wheel drive with the big battery. No options. I hate the $140,000 yeah. is my budget. Yeah, but like, I, th- I was thinking in the used market, I'm like, I own those cars already. Like, there's nothing out used there. Used market, there's a lot of cars I would buy. Oh, cause I don't caveat, own- though. You have to drive it year-round, and it's your only car. Yeah. So if – but, like, my thing is, like, new car? Yeah. Even with $140,000? Like, unlimited budget yeah. for a car available in the United States? Yeah, which still, 140K is not. <laughs> but, I mean, like, for a car that I'm willing to like, – Sure. Cause like, you can get most anything you would actually be looking at. Yeah. I would still probably end up with a Corolla XSE. It's a freaking great car. Like all yeah. my used picks were like they're forty grand or less. Yeah, no, I'd still be looking at like a twenty, thirty thousand dollar car because it's and the because best product currently need, on. Oh, Corolla the, GR would be good. Uh, I don't know if I want that after the Fiat. Like, I, I'm not sure if I want something that takes premium for a daily. I I kind of like fair. I like being able to put fair. in ass gas and like if money's tight, then I can just like put in my normal eighty seven and feel a lot better. But it's you a, could put in a tune. For eighty-seven, that's yeah, actually becoming more common for like BMWs like and stuff like that. I'm like, then I have to pay for the tune, or I could just get a car that you just stuff eighty-seven. The XSC is great. I'm and be happy with. Like, I mean, be, yeah, it's on our list. Yeah, it's a great car. Like, I it's, recommend it, them it's all there. the time. And so, like, honestly, yeah, I think that'd be my car. It'd be an XSC. Will that fit in your driveway? Just barely not, and that's why I had to think about that. Because, like, honestly, there that that, that driveway thing is so big. I know where. Well, it's small, actually. Well, I mean, for me, it's such a big issue. It's making a funny joke. I should say yes. It is such (laughs) a big issue for me. Like, if Mitsubishi canned the manual Mirage, Mm -hmm. actually, they basically have, because the one I want is CVT, I've considered it. Because at that point, I'm getting a car for a commuter, not for something I actually care about. Something I care about would be, like, the Cressida or the Buick. Right. So at this point, this is my daily driver. I'm taking this to get groceries and, like, maybe run a micro center. Mm Mm-hmm. I gotta go there on my way home. My seventy seven hundred X is still in reserve. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm really happy you got that. And if you end up not using it, uh, I'll let you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting I, until B six fifty comes. Out I for really, sure. really, really wanted to buy that, but like with Lucifer's <laughs> vet bill, four hundred bucks. Plus I know tax, with, with yeah. Lucifer's vet bill, I like I don't have spare money. So like, if you have that in in uh, February, once I've paid this off, I will because I'm just gonna mine with it. Yep, so. exactly. And that's I'm just like I'll just like throw this into a motherboard and have a new computer now yep and like i saw like you're buying like god damn it i wish you bought the uh the uh the eight of uh, the eight core one i'm like i did no the, there was a the more expensive one. Oh, the 12 or the 16 <sighs> the one that was like 699 i think that's the 12 Six, yeah. 16 core i mean sorry yeah 16 core the yeah 79 like, because all right this is my thing with like computers I mean, you may as well at that point. It is a better I, cost proposition to the, go with the big one. The processor is the biggest pain in the ass. Another trend. Oh. Ooh, it's going the right, oh. Right, right, oh. right direction. Oh, wow. Wow, um, they are really butts to nuts or whatever you call it. Nuts to butts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a good term. I just forget it. It's a it. really good term. But uh, the processor I always spend as much money as possible yep. on. And I wait till the newest generation comes out. I get the most expensive one yep. when it releases. And I built my last computer in 2014. And it's still entirely reasonable. And in fact, the processor that I bought in 2014 
is still being sold today and is still like a twelve like a, a hundred and twenty dollar processor. Is that a forty seven ninety K? Four K Alder Lake or whatever, like Alder. LGA uh eleven fifty one chipset. Alder Lake is LGA LGA twelve hundred. That's a new one. I mean, it's not Sky Lake? Skylake maybe. I don't is know. Is it a sixth gen? <sighs> It doesn't matter. Doesn't it's matter. got four cores and very high processing rate. It, it was like it's got to be a sixty-seven hundred K. I think so. It's okay. it got to be twenty fifteen. Right. It was late fourteen. Okay, like, it was like Christmas twenty fourteen. That is still yeah. a really good CPU. That gen is ridiculous. And I got that like in, back then, and yeah. it still does just fine. I run into issues. The only times I've ever run into issues is when I was doing photogrammetry, mm-hmm. and when I was it's probably just lack of threads. Yeah, and it's just it was amount it's of time. Oh, okay, yeah, it's just sure. the amount of time it took. Photogrammetry. And building lighting in Unreal Engine, which are effectively the same thing. Sure. Yeah, that that was. But a, a lot was, of that's even pushed to the graphics card now. Yeah. Okay. It, but Sorry, me, I, I know no, we're it, it is. But. Yeah, we we are. But like even then, like <laughs> with still a good CPU, I, it breaks my computer when I'm doing it because I can't like if I push to the graphics card, I can't do anything else. But like, like that CPU is almost identical to the Core i3 10100. Which yeah. was still sold today. That's to what I mean. Point. Like, like it's the same process, di- like size. It's yeah. a fourteen nanometer. It's a four core, it's eight thread yeah. CPU. It's great. Similar boost. This and base is why, like, when I build a computer, like, oh I just God. get the best processor I can, and then everything else I can easily just like swap out. The processor actually takes work. I need to unlike plug everything, mm-hmm. and then like, oh my god, I've had like issues like changing a processor to reinstall Windows and stuff before. Like, you also have the best CPU for that socket, other than the seventy seven hundred K, which is the same chip. Exactly, I've got like the like the peak of that socket set. Yeah. So yeah. Um. But anyway, back on topic. Sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> I like, um, like going back to my issue with like the driveway thing. Like yeah. I would, I've considered getting a CVT Mirage. No. Because it, well, this is the thing is, I think about that. I'm like, yeah, and then I'm also sitting there. I'm like, CVT Mirage does not require a clutch replacement at ninety thousand miles, which I'm very closely getting very close to. I've not heard of anyone roasting a clutch in a fight. Yeah, 90 to 120 is like when most clutches. Scott's Prima finally needed a clutch at 160K. Yeah, it makes you feel a little bit better then. I just get a little worried because like other cars I've had, it's just like 90 to 120. All I've heard on those is when the seals start leaking on the diff and you run out of oil, it will seize the transmission. But the clutch itself, mm. I really haven't heard any. Okay. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. I don't have to consider that. But like. So it's like it's one last thing I have to worry about. I don't have to think about a clutch. I also yeah, like, but you're gonna have to worry about a push belt then. And you know what else I don't have to worry about is the fact that it's literally anything because I don't care. It's a commuter. Manual like, Mirage, fine, but the 500 but, at least is like a cool car. Yeah, but this is the thing. The Mirage like, is just a good car. Yeah, but this is the thing with back to the whole Mirage thing as a daily driver, CVT Mirage. Like it's literally a car I don't care about at that point, and I'm okay with a car that I so don't was care a manual about. Mirage. Yes, but I'm saying like, if the manual Mirage like went away, this is what I'm saying. If that didn't exist, that driveway we thing, might have a long hiatus on the show if you buy an automatic <laughs> as a daily. I'm not going to. Don't worry. Okay, but I'm saying if the manual Mirage disappeared with $140,000, I would strongly consider <laughs> that as a brand new car over a Corolla XSE because of that size sure. thing. No, like it's, that's it's critical. the thing. Like that is such a critical thing to me. Yep. Like I will take an automatic car. Before I have to like worry every time it snows about so where the fuck I'm gonna park my car. Over a manual car that doesn't fit. Yeah. Like being able to like just like park my car during a snowstorm yeah. and not have to worry about getting a ticket. Like I'm sorry, manual transmission is not worth So I'm thinking probably use the what's, money. what's five hundred dollars a year in parking tickets every time it snows. Spend that money, get dual citizenship citizenship somewhere, buy a microlino, ship it in, run diplomat plates. You, you guys can both park in the driveway. Yeah, that's probably the end goal there. Ta-da. All right. Anyway. All right, my last topic here. So you're very well of the Kia boys issue. Yes. Kia Hyundai, the engineers of brilliance, have found a solution, and they will sell it to you. Nope. To fix your nope. immobilizer. So, Slash thread. Yep. I Don't. will just go ahead and go to a mechanic shop and get a fuel pump kill switch. Yep. And even better yet, I will get a fuel pump, a keyed fuel pump kill switch. Or a couple. No, just like one where like literally you have to like like a little like you know it's like a little one tumbler key locks they yeah. put on like safes and oh, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, just get one of those locks on or in the lock. There's just a switch. Yep. Because some punk teenagers, even if they find it, good some luck. punk teenagers not gonna know what the fuck to do with that. Correct. So yeah. Okay, that's, Kia, like you said, that slash doesn't thread. fix that doesn't fix my problem. It's not a solution. You need if to you're do this charging. For free. Yeah. 
you can't even insure your cars. And that's the biggest thing right now. It's not even people worried about their cars yeah. getting stolen. It's, it's the, the fact that they can't afford their insurance on their car anymore. Yep. Because bananas. YouTube tells them how to Jana's steal. Jana's sister. Um, it's not even YouTube doing it. It's it's literally a TikTok trend. It's very cursed. Oh. Um, but no, Jana's sister sold her uh, Kia Optima oof. because she had nothing but problems with it. Like the car was just kind of generally shitty. Didn't fit her. And then the Kia boys happened, and she goes, this is stupid, and then she bought an HRV. <laughs> I saw a new-gen HRV the other day. That was a very strange-looking vehicle. It has the coolest rear suspension. I believe you. Because it's got the... I was fixating on the taillight package, which well, I don't it's care got, for. So it's got twist beam axle that goes over a different... Oh, yeah, we talked about with, this. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. with uh, axle shafts. Can you imagine the, the, the machine, the size of the machine needed to make that pre-stress member it is so, must be massive. It's so interesting. It's a very interesting rear end. I love it a lot. Everybody should look underneath an HRV. Anyway, on that top note, tip of the day. See you next week. Next week. Bye.